Welcome to The Brand Diaries with Deshilla Spann, a podcast that teaches you how to build, grow, and scale your brand. Today's guests are innovators in the industry of healthy hair care. Ashley Squared, located in Durham, North Carolina, is a salon owned by Ashley Brooks and Ashley Sanders. They aim to educate clients on maintaining a healthy hair care regimen. It starts with services their salon provides, how they demonstrate proper tool uses to their clients, as well as the products they recommend, all while providing an experience unlike any other. Today, I'll talk to them about building a healthy hair care brand. Ladies, welcome to the Brand Diaries. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. I am so excited to have you guys because you know I am a fan of Ashley Squared and the wonderful work that you do. So to get us started, tell us a little bit how this collaboration came to be. So Ashley and I have been working together for, well, since 2009. We started off at Lavish, then on to The Remedy. Then we went our separate ways for a little while. Ashley went to Carmen Carmen at Belk. That's an Nevada salon. I opened up a salon. Ashley opened up a salon. And then we came on back together to form Ashley Squared. And what a great name. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about how you built the Ashley Square brand. Um, And one of the big things that I love about the brand is that you guys are really focused on healthy hair care. So tell me a little bit about why that's so important to you in your salon. Hair care is our passion. Uh, Ashley and I both have been doing hair, licensed and unlicensed, for several years at this point. I truly believe that this is our innate gift that was given to us by God. And so uh, to hone on it, you know, you as you dive into the industry, especially now with social media being as popular and prevalent as it is, everybody wants to do hair or be in the hair care industry. Uh, But everybody is not able to do healthy hair. Healthy hair is more than putting a weave in or getting a blowout. It's all in the products that you use, the way that you use, the different tools that you have, uh, the products that you select for your clients to take home for at-home maintenance, instructed them how to care for their hair at home and to achieve a similar hairstyle, not necessarily exact as to what they get in the salon. So when they do come back in, you know, it's just you're maintaining hair. You're not having to correct and do any necessary repair. Great. Um, And I'm glad you explained what healthy hair care means, because I know there's a lot of different definitions that sometimes we, as those who are not skilled in hairstyling and and hair care, um, make up. And I always joke about the YouTube stylist that we see online. So we see a lot of that happening where people are coming on and they're giving kind of tutorials on how to do hair and they may not necessarily be an expert at that. I'd love to ask you, you know, when you talk about healthy hair care and you guys have really used that as your foundation for your salon, when you think about branding your business around that, what does that mean to you? Showing that you can have a fly, stylish hairstyle, cut, color, And it still be, the integrity of the hair still be intact. So when we are doing photo shoots or just sending our clients out there in the world, whether you have color relaxer and or natural, people can see, hey, her hair can move in the wind and she blow in the wind, as people like to say, and she has a relaxer or, oh, she's able to be natural and to have color. So when we are 
thinking in terms of branding, we like to do what's best because at the end of the day, when a client is stopped, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Ashley does my hair. Also to add to that, I think to go along with our brand, we like to create a safe space because we're not just a hairstylist. A lot of times we end up being our client's therapist and healthy hair starts from within. So if you are stressed, have a lot of health issues, that's going to affect your hair. So whatever you put in your body comes out through your hair. So being healthy within is very important. And I'm glad you talked about that, that it's not just your hair, but it's also the relationship that you have with your clients. Talk to me a little bit about why it's important to have a great client experience as a part of your brand. I think that's important because I need to know what's going on with you. I need to know the type of person you are so I can know what style is going to fit your lifestyle, what style isn't. Because like I said, when, when you're going through something, most of the time I can see it in your hair. So having a good client stylist relationship is very important. Communication is key. So you guys have really done a great job of building your salon and your brand and really growing your clientele to a staple of, you know, clients that are consistently coming in and getting their services done. When you think about the success you've had, what are some of the things that you think have helped you maintain that growth and also increase the growth over the years? Consistency. I'm going to say faith, you know, like I said earlier, I truly believe this is what I'm here to do. And so in every head that I touch, I do it to the best of my ability. Um, but consistency is definitely key. We have been together so long, the clients that normally see me don't have a problem going to Ashley because the consistency is key. You know, she's not going to do anything that I wouldn't do and vice versa. So when she went out on maternity leave, I held it down. If I was to go on vacation <laughs> she holds it down <laughs> <laughs> and I think that has truly been a blessing for us and for the clients because it doesn't throw you off your game because some of you guys like to a lot of you guys you know every week every two weeks I got to be here and so you know that even if I'm not here you have someone that you can trust with your hair that you know is, is not going to do anything compromising and I, I think that has definitely helped us having the same hours every day not working two days a week. You know, the prices have been consistent. All of that. All of that. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you talk about consistency, and that is important to any business and any brand, what advice would you give stylists that are coming, you know, into their own today who are building their own maybe just host of new clients or trying to build out their portfolio of work or even considering opening their own salon, what advice would you give them um, in doing that based on your, you know, you guys experience and knowledge? I would tell them to be patient. That's number one. Sometimes people look at other successful stylists and think that that just happened overnight. And that's not the case. It took a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency. Again, that word is going to come up a lot to get to where we are. As far as like the, the branding piece, when Ashley and I first started 
social media wasn't as big as it is now. So we didn't have the the free marketing like there is now. So I do think that they should take advantage of it. But when we were first starting, what worked for us and what still works for us is word of mouth and referrals. Majority of our clientele comes from referrals. And we are so grateful for y'all for sending everybody our way. <laughs> so is there anything that you wished? Wait, can I piggyback off of Ashley? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. I also think for these upcoming stylists, you should definitely find your niche. Everything is not meant for everybody. And I can tell you, I'm the first one to tell somebody that's not my ministry. I am not a braider. You know, that is not my ministry. I think all hairstylists, well, not all hairstylists, up and coming ones, you want to do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that. Therefore, you don't do it well. You're a gumbo hairstylist. You find what works for you. If coloring is going to be your thing, stick to that. Take all the coloring classes you can and talk to those who do it well and keep on with that you you will definitely get that if cutting is going to be your thing then go to cutting classes talk to hairstylists who are very good at cutting find a mentor in that particular sector of the business and you know do that but I'm a colorist but yeah I got all braids this week you know something something's going to lack there so I would say definitely find your niche and there is a niche for everybody to do whatever it is that they do best. If you're going to be a braider, because I know a couple of people who braid and they do it very well and that's their thing. Just focus on that, I would say. Don't look at other people and make it a competition. It's not a competition. There are many people out here. That, I mean, like, you got women, kids, even guys that want and or need services. So don't ever feel like that person next to you is your competition. I work with her all the time. She's not my competition. I feed off her energy. Feed, she feeds off my energy. If I have a question about something, friend, how do I do such and such? You know, she has a question about something, friend, how do I do this? Or why did you choose to do this? We ask each other stuff like that all the time. She is not my competition. We build each other up and make each other stronger. So definitely take that and go forth and be great, guys. Okay, so I have a follow-up question, but before we get to the follow-up question, I need you to define for my audience what you mean by gumbo <laughs> in hair care. So I, I actually got the term like a gumbo pot from a financial seminar that I went to and she was talking about like your bank account and you have like one bank account that you pull from this, you pull from this, you pull from this. So being a gumbo stylist, that means your salon would be the pot. So you want to do crochets, you want to do braids, you want to do color, you want to do blowout, you want to be a natural stylist, you want to do... You know, so is you just you want to do everything instead of saying, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the biscuit maker. I'm going to focus on how to make the best biscuits I can. And that's going to be it. That is something that you have to develop the mindset that, hey, this is not for me. Like I can say for me personally, I don't braid, as I said before, and I don't do crochets. I don't have an issue saying that to someone. And if somebody wants that, I'm going to send them to the best person that I know is going to give them the best experience in that service that they're asking for. And she's not saying that you shouldn't be a stylist that does multiple services. She's just saying that sometimes when you do multiple services, one of those services may end up lacking. And then that's going to throw off your consistency. Because the more, like, like if you do shortcuts, the more you do shortcuts, the better you get at it. But if you're doing a shortcut and then you say, hey, let me throw on some crochet, but you aren't doing crochet as often as you're doing shortcuts, then your consistency of your crochet is not going to be good. Therefore, you're not going to give a good service. 
So I want to ask the question around that I was asking earlier. What do you wish you had, you know, known when you were first starting out and what it, you know, think of it in the sense of what advice would you give a new stylist? You're going to be broke out? for the first like year and a half. I hate to say it so directly, but definitely. I promise that Jesus, what I got out of a baby Don't day. Don't wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so listen. <laughs> Not broke. Okay, so when we first started out, the experience was not bad. We have learned what to do and what not to. I cannot say that there was anything I wish I had known. I feel like we had good people that we worked up under again, that we learned what to do and what not to do. <laughs> okay. Amen. But yes, in the beginning, well, I don't know, friend, because some of these stylists now are coming out of cosmetology school charging what we're charging. And that's, all, that's because they're on their own. We chose to go up under somebody and not just, I mean, kudos to anybody who makes that leap of faith to just come out of cosmetology school and start your own. That was not the route that I chose. I chose to go into a salon that had multiple people, and I was a commission stylist. And I was broke, not broke per se, but I definitely wasn't making the money that they made it, they alluded to when you come out of cosmetology school, this is going to be like book for days and days and days. And you're going to be, you know, just having all this money and such and such and such. And that was not the case. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys, is there anything that you really want people to know about your industry, about what you do? Like just advice that you would give besides you're going to be broke. What <laughs> you're not you're not gonna you're not really hard you're not gonna be broke but we're entrepreneurs so you know we have our ups and our downs and we it didn't start off easy now yeah my my first check may have been like 250 dollars a week but look at me now (laughs) (laughs) i would also encourage a hairstylist to get a get with a financial mentor or a planner, um, especially as you grow. And for the barber hairstylist, you know, money comes fast. And you want to be able to keep some of that money and don't let it go as fast as you get it. You know, it's it's a thing to live the check. But for hairstylists, you know, I've heard people say, like, this week I'm working to pay my mortgage. This week I'm working to pay my car payment. You don't want to do that. You know, you want to treat it as if it is your career because essentially it is your career. So you want to learn how to manage your money uh, because we don't have retirement. So you need to learn what retirement plan is going to work for you. And you need to be able to, con- to contribute to that retirement plan, savings plan. Make sure you credit right to all of that. So with that in mind, when you think about the advice that you're giving, how does that impact also your brand as a stylist? I think you guys are able to see through the quality of work and uh, what we put out, whether it's social media, being what well, Instagram and Facebook, and having a conversation with us that, you know, we actually like live this stuff that we're talking about right now. Like it's nothing to have a financial conversation in the salon, talk about stocks, what's getting ready to bust a move, what's not, having life insurance plans, policies into place. Yeah, we like I know I talk I probably talk about it more than maybe here, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but these are definitely some things that also comes with building relationships with your clients though. 
because then they trust what you're saying and they're able to give you, you know, good feedback as to what to, you know, some smarter financial moves to make and things of that nature. Okay. How can listeners stay connected with Ashley Squared services and hair care tips? You can follow us on Instagram at flystylist and at the underscore working mom. Our website is ashleysquared.com. And we're also on Facebook at Ashley Squared Salon. So tell us how you came up with the name Ashley Squared. So both of us are named Ashley. Therefore, it is two of us. And just like a math problem, like Ashley to the second power is the same thing as Ashley Squared. Okay, great. I'm your host, Deshilla Spann. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of The Brand Diaries.